Hello and welcome to the inaugural episode of Talking WandaVision. I am your host, joined by a fellow host. Hello. My name being Dennis, and my host being Ryan. And we'll be joined in later episodes by a third chair that is named Daniel. But you didn't come here to hear about us. You came to hear about what the hell you just saw in the first episode of Disney Plus's Marvel Studios WandaVision. That is correct. So before we get into a debrief of the first episode, I feel like our listeners need to kind of get a little bit of a, of a recap of what happened over the events. So real quickly, we're introduced to this character, Wanda Maximoff and her brother, Pietro Maximoff in Avengers Age of Ultron. The, the, the Avengers go to Sokovia to take out the last Hydra base. They introduce to these two people with abilities because at the time, Marvel didn't have the rights to uh, to say mutants because Disney owned that. And so flash forward, Wanda uh, and Petro or Petro uh, fight with the Avengers to take out Ultron. Petro dies. British uh, Petroleum. Wanda Petroleum. becomes an odd. Uh, <laughs> yes uh he becomes uh, i mean wanda becomes an, an avenger with captain america and vision and um black widow so fast forward you know to we get to the events of infinity war and that's all the avengers are trying to come together to stop thanos from getting all six infinity stones which will give him the ability to wipe out the entire half of the half of the universe at the end of Infinity War, Wanda and Vision, who are now a couple, uh, Wanda makes the hardest decision to literally destroy the Mind Stone, which is in Vision's head, which gives him life, so Thanos can't get it. A heartbreaking scene. That doesn't work, and uh, Thanos uses the Time Stone, goes back in time, takes the Mind Stone from Vision. He has all six Infinity Stones. He does the snap, <laughs> wipes out all all life, uh, half, half of life of on, on, on the planet. It's right. not just the planet, isn't it? The uh, entire universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, thanks for the this. It's the entire universe. Uh, uh, actually, um, <laughs> actually. Um, so we get to Endgame, right? And Endgame takes place five years after the events of the snapping, and. Captain America is doing his own thing as a pseudo nomad character and nomad in the comics was Captain America after, after he's given up the mantle of Captain America. Um, and we follow Hawkeye and uh, we see vision and no, that's infinity war um, in game. We, eventually see what all the Avengers are doing. They make this big grandiose plan to go and, and get to go back, back in time. Thanks to uh, Mr. Paul Rudd and Ant-Man uh, to get all the infinity stones from the different timelines, climactic battle, Wanda, uh, Wanda Maximoff, uh, who might be the most powerful Avenger out there tells Thanos that she took everything from him. And he goes, I don't even know who you are to which she responds you will uh in the end good triumphs right so and then we're kind of left in limbo 
after Endgame of what happens to all these people in the meantime, right? Tony Stark's dead. Captain America has become old. Um, and really, Marvel hasn't really kind of put anything out, you know, other than Spider-Man. Um, they haven't put anything out since then. And this is kind of their big foray into the streaming world. Yeah, and as far as Vision goes, we don't know anything that's happened on that front at all. Right, right. Vision, as far as are we, we know, assuming, right? Are we assuming... Has it been said? Is this post Endgame on the timeline? Yeah, yeah. This is, yeah, this is post Endgame. I don't think they've officially said anything in the show, uh, but but everything I've read, this this definitely takes place after uh, the events of Endgame. How far after Endgame? We don't know. Um, it could be a minute. It could be two years. It could be. For hundred years, probably yeah, not that. And but, as far as, uh, as we far just as, don't know how long yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, and so going to this will be we'll be doing episode by episode discussions. We'll be talking about episode one, which I am going to be titling episode one, the dinner party. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that, that's that's a good. Uh, that's <laughs> I'm good gonna pick. I'm gonna use like a, a Seinfeld naming structure on all of these. Episode one, the dinner. I like party. that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so basically, um, it is a very 1950s sitcom as it opens. Yeah, it actually reminds me a lot of um, the Dick Van Dyke show, right? With the way that the living room's kind of set up and the chairs, and um, but yeah, yeah, it's yeah. I mean, so, it's got the like, laugh like track. The, it's got the pause right. and wink at the camera, like oh you, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, like Dennis said, right? We open actually uh, in the kitchen with the new Marvel. Yeah, we open in the kitchen, right? Um, after Wanda and Vision have gone into the house as newlyweds, and so they they both look at a it's, calendar. It's it's charming yet very disconcerting, and I can't put my finger on what's disconcerting about it. You know, I maybe, have the same thing. Maybe it's because she's a I, witch. I, I... <laughs> Maybe because she well, can just snap well, her fingers and change Actually, them. yeah, I mean, technically her character is the Scarlet Witch, right? And it's going to be interesting, on a little side note, it's going to be interesting how Marvel handles the mutant aspect of things because now that they have, now that X-Men and Disney and Fox is, out, is all encompassed over the Marvel umbrella and the Disney umbrella, they can use mutants again. They can use the term mutants. So in the comics, Wanda and her brother are Magneto's children, and they're mutants. In Endgame, Infinity War, and Age of Ultron, they said they have special abilities that they've gotten via the Mind Stone or something, you know, something along those lines. So, I mean, I think it was vague enough in Age of Ultron, their origin, that they can kind of retrofit whatever they want yeah into that yeah i agree with you i think they can do that too i mean but everybody that really kind of know knew the storyline about it um would, would know you know but yeah so we open in the kitchen right wanda is doing some things as far as wifely duties as i would say right you know trying to make breakfast and she's moving a plate from the wash the dishwasher to the rack on like on the counter and smacks vision in the head and then you have Vision go, my wife with the flying saucers. 
and she says my, my husband, husband with, the, with the indestructible head or something along yeah. those lines yeah so it's it's very it's i'd be interested to watch an episode i watched this by myself i'd be interested to watch this with my spouse to see what she thinks of the show because i don't know if there's enough crossover between the old kitschy sitcomness of it that would draw her in or if it's too like inside comics yeah and to give marvel credit here i think they really kind of designed this show for you don't have to know the the entire backstory of everything that happened for them to for you to understand what's going on right at least for now but i wouldn't want to be a casual viewer just coming into it and saying okay what's going on here like so i'm watching it and my spouse goes who's that person and what's going on here and i said i'm happy to explain it to you how much time do you have uh and then she went to go do something else uh, <laughs> she, so she and then proceeded to slam her head through the drywall <laughs> not because uh, the show's bad because it is yeah there's a lot, yeah, a lot there yeah. i mean there's like 12 years worth of backstory <laughs> right so you know as dennis said you know uh they had kind of have that trope between the two of them where they say that stuff then, see, then we turn our attention to don't forget that it's a special date because there is a heart on the date on the calendar. Yeah, and any normal person, right, thinks, and to be fair, that's what I thought too. Any normal person sees a heart on a calendar, you think, what? And and yeah, and the payoff was, yeah, you think it was like a wedding anniversary or a day that they, right. a significant date in their relationship. But in typical especially older sitcom style yeah. it is the biggest yeah. like that like leap of faith like oh shucks kind of thing that yeah. would, no one would ever actually do <laughs> but in right. a sitcom yeah it, and, it then, and then it's about this time we meet the neighbor who is obviously going to become a integral role in the show yeah so we Visions it's, the, it's the whole i don't know you know it's that date with the thing about the thing oh yeah, yeah it's the thing and what do you know yeah. you could see this coming what while mile away neither one of them knows what that heart means right so the visions at work and he works at the computational services uh and he has a co-worker next to him and then he's just working away right he's he's using that the adding machine and he's going just as fast as he can yeah, he was kind of like uh <laughs> In the movie Elf, Will Ferrell sorting the mail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of that, when kind of a side note at the office, did you find the guy with the mustache hilarious? Yes. Because I sure did. <laughs> He's like, so Vision's boss walks out and he goes, hey, you know, the dinner parties tonight. And Vision goes, oh, heart. Yeah, okay, Mr. and Mrs. Hart. That's what the heart on the calendar is for. He's like, it's a rite of passage for dinner with the with the new hire, and um, <laughs> yeah, and then the pre then you see the previous new hire who's being who's been fired, and he tells right. them the Mr. Hart, the boss of the computational department, says, "Good luck on the unemployment line." Yeah, and he says all these funny things. He's like, you know, uh, dinner was just okay, and he goes, well, "I I was bold to assume that five courses was enough." And he said, and and he didn't have music. He goes, what? The string quartet? And then he goes, and then the enthusiasm. And the guy with the mustache goes, I wore a turtleneck. No, he goes, I, I, and I, did, I didn't really appreciate your beatnik, and, your beatnik appearance. Yeah. And he goes, I wore a yeah. turtleneck. 
Yeah, so the writing just have fun on the unemployment line. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But what? Okay. The the actress going back. So while this is going on with when he's at work, Wanda is back at the house, figuring out how to prepare, what to do for the anniversary that she does. Right. Assumes it's a wedding anniversary or something, and the neighbor who I can't, for some reason, I'm drawing a blank on what I know her from. Wedding crashers. That's it. Yes, she is. She, the... She's the one that seduces Bremen, or is it Dale? John C. Riley's character. She's the one that she's been in a lot of stuff like that. Um, she's the per- she's the kind of person it's... you you probably don't know her name, but when you see her, you're like, oh, that girl. She's hilarious in everything she's in. Yeah, I'm gonna look it up too, just just so I don't tell her. But it's on. a very once again they really nailed. The sitcom, and from what I've noticed in the trailers, I'm wondering if every couple episodes we're gonna like flash forward a decade, which we don't get any of the flash forward. Like, you know, I'm talking about how the trailer, how it like shows it going into color right. and stuff. So we don't get any of that in episode one. I'm wondering if the, every couple episodes it's gonna shift, and then maybe this plot and storylines are going to get more complicated and by the end of it my theory is by the end of it we're going to be in a situation where it has nothing to do with this idea like 1950s neighborhood life i i agree with you i think you know it's nine episodes so we're probably going to get at least from the 50s to the 80s maybe or even to the 90s and then maybe the final episode that eventually ties into the Doctor Strange 2 and the Multiverse of Madness um, that ties into that. Maybe we'll be set in present day or close enough to present day that you can connect the dots. So I just, I did confirm that the actress Catherine uh, Hayes or um, Catherine Hahn, she is in Wedding Crashers. So she's okay. been in a bunch of stuff like that. So yeah, that's her. She's Yeah, she's great. Uh, she kind of, I think, so, was the... Uh, besides the obvious she was the star of the first episode yeah and she knocks on the door right or does does she knock on the door come through the back she knocks on the front door comes on the back door it's a sitcom come on you just walk you just come scooting in the back door the first time though i think the first time she goes to the the first time she's i'm I'm on the house yeah i'm on the house on the right my right not your right yeah which is you know a comedic trope she gives her like a what she give her a flower or she some some sort of housewarming gift, right? Yeah. And then that's what, like you said, they had the back and forth with the anniversary. Hey, you know what? I was reading a story by in a, a crackjack story in a magazine. I'll go get it for you. I don't know how to please your man or how to keep your man. And she does the, my husband, Ralph, you know, he's a deadbeat, you know, those those types of tropes. And yeah, there's more of that. This, yeah. Yeah, there's more of that. Yeah. At this point in time, do we get the little mini like infomercial in the yeah. middle. So yeah, I, I think this is also going to become a thing where about the halfway point, like kind of when it shifts from act one to act two, it'll yeah. always have a, like a faux commercial. And so we get a commercial yeah. for a Stark industries toaster. Yeah. And did you notice, did you notice the one thing that happened with the toaster that kind of, Maybe it makes you think this isn't exactly this is what it seems. The blinking red light. Yeah, right? So there's no color 
at all in the entire episode. Yeah, yeah, it's just dawning on me. It didn't even strike me as odd. But yeah, the whole we should we haven't stated it, but the, the whole episode is black and white. Right. Well, yeah. All but the last five seconds, but we'll get to that. <laughs> the the oh, last right, five right, seconds. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So, playing with the thing. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, you get your typical. It's your typical fifties infomercial. It's like, hey, uh, are you? You want to please your man and not have floppy burnt toast? Yeah. Are you tired of your wife burning the toast all the time? <laughs> um, <laughs> then try the Stark Toaster Two Thousand, and it's like literally. And just said, and then you hear this loud, ominous ticking, like, like the tick of a metronome, but louder and more yeah. consistent. And, and why the and light would see blink that flashing and they start blinking faster? It was very yeah. disconcerting, especially the expression oh, yeah, on sure. the lady's face. Yeah, so that that happens, and then it's like, ah, Stark Industries, wink, <laughs> because I, evidently you know. a weapons company is making toasters. Yeah, right. Well, to be fair, we don't know much about Howard Stark. We don't know what he did before he maybe he weaponized toasters and that's how he got into the weapons business. <laughs> or maybe he realized his toaster was actually a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> jokes on you, it's a uh, covert explosive device. So, yeah, um, so that so then then act 2 begins with Vision coming in the front door with Mr. and Mrs. Hart Hart, who yeah. Mrs. Hart yeah. is the dad or the dad, the, the mom from that 70s show, which leads me to this got the wheels turning. Okay. I think this is all going on inside Wanda's head. And the first thing, because I, I would say she's of the age like in current time she's of the age where she would have grown up watching that 70s show so when she thinks of idyllic housewife she thinks of the mom from that 70s show so that 70s shows my big my main point here is that 70s show takes play takes place in the marvel universe and Hmm. it's this is what demonstrates that it's inside her head and so like she's filling in the gaps because, and there's other reasons why I think that, but yeah. the fact that she's inserted this person, because it, it seemed like odd cast, like why would you go out and cast her when you could get anybody? Yeah, and you know, I'll kind of piggyback off of that, but also play devil's advocate. Deborah Drup, who is the actress that plays Mrs. Hart and the mom on that 70s show, Eric's mom, is a well-known actress, right? Kind of like you said earlier, it's a face that you don't necessarily, it's a name you really don't know, but it's a face you recognize almost immediately. Everyone would think she's from that 70s. No one right. sees her and doesn't think that 70s show. Right, exactly. I would kind of, I'll piggy, you know, I'll kind of agree with you that I think that it's kind of in her head. If you've, if, re- if you've read the comics that this is loosely based off of, because Marvel's always never really followed the comics 100%. They kind of put their own spin on it. I think it's going to go to House of M storyline. I won't spoil that for you. If you want to know more about it, go to your local comic book store or your local interwebs and look it up. And then as we did, we'll go through the, the season and these episodes. We'll see whose theory is right. I, th- I have a feeling it's going to be a probably a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Yeah, I uh, all, all I'm saying is if we get to the decade, it's four episodes from now, if we're in the 70s and Fez doesn't show up, you can tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all smoking pot around a table in a basement. Oh my gosh. Um, 
Yeah, so Mrs. and Mrs. Hart, right, come in and Vision come in the front door. The lights are turned down low. There's music playing. There's candles lit. So you think, hey, this is an anniversary. Wanda's going to surprise Vision. But she, in the classic sitcom, she, uh-oh, misunderstanding, right? Yeah. So she, she walks out. Yeah. So Vision walks into the kitchen to go talk to Wanda, who's not in there. She comes up in, in this nighty thing behind his boss and puts her her hands over his eyes and says, guess who, in all seductive way. Shocker, that's not her husband. Um, and, you know, hijinks and hilarity ensue. And Which, then... how she wouldn't have recognized that, because Mr. Hart is a very large man. The fact that she wouldn't and recognize... Yes. And a beard. Well, to be fair, Vision's technically fault when he's not in his. That's the other thing is Vision can change his face. Vision can change into a skin suit, and I find that terrifying. <laughs> yeah, but I also that leads to a whole nother lots of questions with right <laughs> the right, physiology right. of Vision. <laughs> right. There's a lot of things you just don't want to think about. <laughs> exactly. Um. So yeah, and then Vision comes out and he says, "Hey, I forgot to tell you." Uh, my wife is from that's a tra- traditional Slovakian greeting or Sokovian. And here's my theory on this. OK, here is what really kind of burns me up. So in Age of Ultron, Wanda and her brother have Eastern European accents. Right. And, and as you go into Age of Ultron and even in Infinity War a little bit, they they still kind of she still kind of has an accent by the time they hit Endgame. And subsequent films, appearances, TV shows, she has no accent anymore, even in WandaVision. So has she gotten to the point where she has been, I don't know if it's just Elizabeth Olsen kind of thought the character moving forward has abilities. So she picked up on no accent pretty quick, which maybe she did that to not like during the Sokovia Accords and everything. So she wasn't considered you know, a thread or things like that. But that's one of the things that, you know, okay, she's not keeping an accent from film to show to movie. So that's just a little thing that that's kind of gets to me, but I think it's probably done for a reason that we don't know about, but she doesn't have an accent and she, but vision goes, yeah, she's your kid. And she's from Sokovia and that's a traditional Sokovian greeting. Yes. And we come to find out because vision is a, non uh human life form he doesn't eat food which is a recurring joke but i'm already getting kind of tired of right yeah same here but uh, but I uh think... yeah so he yeah so she's only f- has one chocolate covered strawberry she says can do you think we can split this through th- four or three ways and and they, q, they're basically q oh so, yeah so they're basically scrambling to find something to eat q the wacky neighbor a la cosmo kramer and Agnes comes in the back door and or no wait, Wanda goes over to Agnes's house or something and asks, and then Agnes comes in and she's like, What kind of housewife would I be if I didn't have a four course meal laying around? I just hope right? Agnes Yeah. I just hope Agnes becomes part of the Avengers in <laughs> the next Avengers movie. I hope she's <laughs> not just like something of in Wanda's imagination. So you think she's like comedic relief with Paul Rudd? Yes. Oh, that'd be great. She's going to be like Paul Rudd's uh, secretary. There's a theory on who she plays or what character she plays. 
but we can we'll discuss that in the upcoming episodes because I've gone deep into the rabbit hole on these things when I when I first read about the series coming out and I've gone on Marvel Studios subreddits and yeah, there's I've so read many everything I could. There's so many little. You're always. It's one of those shows where you're constantly looking for an Easter egg, or not. Yeah, and there's a lot. And and I haven't, and I haven't gone through all of them. I probably will tonight, or at least some point we'll look up all the Easter eggs. Um, but so yeah, Agnes brings in all this food, and then hilarity ensues. Um, hilarity. Yeah, I mean it's basically uh, the first weird. I mean. It's basically for a while, you know, 10 minutes just turns into a regular sitcom and with right little winks to the fact they're actually superheroes. And then the Mr. Hart starts to choke because she does get food prepared. Yeah. she So she makes breakfast for dinner, which is a staple in my household. We have breakfast for dinner once a night. One, I mean, not once a night. What? Once a night. <laughs> Once Supper th- dinner three is always <laughs> breakfast followed by yeah. a nice brunch for dinner yes no we always have once a week we have breakfast for dinner right it's just it's a staple it's it's easy to do but she makes that and mr let's, be, let's be real how you, you, everyone's always got about six or seven eggs that are about to go bad that you just need to scramble right exactly um and then the mom from that 70s show goes how very European. So they're asking the mom from the 70s. So Deborah's character says, you know, ask all these questions like, when'd you move here? When'd you guys get married? How come you don't have children yet? You know, and all this. And then Wanda kind of looks off into the distance, almost like she's looking into the camera, right? She's looking at the audience. Vision's trying to answer the question and she's trying to answer the question. She's like, well, we had a wedding and we got married. Yeah. When did we move here? And Mr. Hart's pounding on the table and saying, you know, when did you How get do you here? not know when you well, moved here? I you gotta know why yeah. you moved here and when did you get married? How do you not know when you got married? Like just very AKA AKA the cranky boss in every single sitcom, right? So he's it's your ass, Johnson. <laughs> right. That kind of boss. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Spacely with Jetson, right? Yes. Um so he's, yeah, he's very Mr. Spacely. She Deborah Joe Rupp or the mom is his wife, Mrs. Hart, is saying kind of laughing and joking and saying stop it because she thinks that he's faking this. Yeah, he starts and, joking. Yeah. And he falls out of the chair and she's still kind of laughing and saying, Stop it, stop it, and looks at Wanda. And then yeah, and then Wanda in a very dry, like not even almost not there, just says, Vision, help him. Right. And vision uses his powers and, and, and just pulls out the meat out of his throat. Right. And and then at the end of it, he goes, well, look at the time. We got to go. Mr. Hart says that, you know, and the laugh track comes back. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then yeah, that goes, was, we'll talk about that. The that was creepy. And that got me thinking, I mean, the whole time you're always waiting for something like that to happen. Cause you know, something's going right. to happen. And it, right. just, you, it had me, I haven't felt this excited about a show since I watched the f- first couple episodes of lost. Like it was like, oh, what does that mean? Or it's like the kangaroo and flash forward. <laughs> yeah, uh, which we still have. No I read idea. that book. Very good book. Yeah, and because ABC pulled the plug on it, right? But I would say I was more excited for this show 
than I was for the possible Jedi who rescued Grogu at the end of the Mandalorian season two. Um, and maybe it's because, you know, I've watched every single film that Marvel's put out and I've watched every single snippet and theory about this. And I know about the history more than I know about Star Wars history, which for well, this because feel, yeah. let's be honest, A New Hope came out in 77. This has right. that feeling of like when you were like when the Harry Potter books were coming out and the new book finally came out. You're like, oh, we haven't had a movie in a long time. Right, yeah. I mean, because I mean, obviously we had the Spider-Man right, movie we last summer, but or not last yeah, summer, last but Mar- when was Mar- it? Like it was like a year like, ago. It was right yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is like the you know right before COVID shut everything down. Um, I mean, this is like the first big thing that Marvel's like this. I read somewhere where this wasn't this isn't necessarily kicking off phase four of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but it definitely feels like it is, right? They haven't come out and said they're almost using this more of like what they would have normally done with like a comic series to set something up for a movie. Yeah. And they and they've said, you know, they've come out and they've Kevin Feige has come out and said, and this ties directly into the Doctor Strange sequel, which is the multiverse theory, which in is probably how we're going to get Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield to come back in the new Spider-Man coming out, right? Which is called Spider-Man, I think it's Homecoming. Don't quote me on that, but but regardless. Home- Homecoming is the, the first movie. <laughs> oh, is that? Okay. So r- regardless. Homesick. Homesick is my theory. No, they, they came out and they, they said it. Um, let me look at that. Hang on. Yeah, but anyway. I, yeah, it doesn't matter, but but that's basically the the meat and potatoes of the episode. They basically have some like, "Oh, honey, look at us." kind of a moment at the end. Right. And um you're just like, "Oh, you silly goose." Um then it plays a very 1950s fade to a like title screen. Yeah. Cuts and on it, their faces. It, it, and it says starring Wanda Maximoff and Vision and then it zooms out, and this is kind of Marvel's done this in almost every single move they, they've ever come out with, right? Is the Easter egg or the teaser at the end of the episode or the or, or the movie, and we see uh, it's almost like a monitor, right? It's like an old, like yeah, it's like an old. Well, it's not just a monitor. It's it's you see like a hand writing and yeah. not like jotting some notes down and a bunch of random TV screens from several decades. Like, yeah, it almost looks like a control panel, right? Like, uh, like somebody sitting at a control, like master control in Houston, you know, and, and things like that. Um, and then they close the notebook and kind of push it forward a little bit with like an old TV remote. Yeah. And then there's a little emblem that is a, almost a full circle with a sword sticking up out of the bottom. Yeah. And for keen eye observers or people that know about the history of Marvel, that is, I think the counterpart is, to shield is sword sword. And if Which you stands want... for super wonderful <laughs> opulence, I think it's strategic Zidri defense. I I've, I've I knew it's, it at one point. I did I did too, but Fury and it, this is actually at the end of Captain Marvel in the post credits, right? 
Fury has actually left S.H.I.E.L.D. because people think he's dead um, or something like that. And he actually is the head of, Sh- of S.W.O.R.D. now. And so they've teased this all the way back in Captain Marvel right before um, in-game it, it, and Infinity it's, War. It's Sentient World Observation and Response Department. Okay. So, yeah. So, man, we defense isn't anywhere in there like we thought. Um, no, department. Right. So overall, I loved the first episode and I have seen the second episode, but we'll discuss that next week. I not next week. We'll discuss it later this week. Later this week, right? Before the next episode. Before episode three. Right. Yeah. Uh and Dan will be with us at that time. And Dan's gonna be a recurring uh hopefully for the remainder of the season. Uh so we can discuss that, you know. Um I'm I've never been I mean I was excited about Endgame, don't make don't get me wrong. It, it was amazing. I went opening night to see it in theaters. I haven't been this excited for a Marvel project for probably well, We're going to get something every week for 8 more weeks. Yeah. That's and then it's getting excited. And then you we only have maybe maybe a short week break before we go into Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yeah, this is going to be great. It's yeah. going to be great. Um, it's going to be. And then and then after that sword logo we then are met with seven minutes of credits and that's right it's just some black and white boring ass credits which when you see seven minutes of credits on a 30 minute show you think oh well that's gonna have something else in it right right (laughs) oh so pro tip if you have for some reason you're listening to this first which i don't you must be some kind of crazy person right (laughs) but i'm just after you see the sword just go on to the next episode so before they get to the the black and white credits, did you notice kind of how they're doing the digitizing, right? You see like Wanda's costume, like Wanda's comic costume digitized and Vision's comic costume. And it shows their wedding rings. And it shows their, that kind of makes me, I was reading into that, just, you know, not reading, but I was thinking about that. That kind of leads me to believe it's some sort of simulation too, um, you know, it's either in her mind or some sort of simulation because it really did kind of look like go bold, make a make a stance. What we need a stance. I think it's a simulation that somebody's you think someone's manipulating Wanda. it. You think someone's manipulating yeah, her? I think yeah. Yep. She's they captured her after the events of Endgame. She's distraught over vision and they've captured her. And they're manipulating in some way, but she still has some sort of control over it potentially. So that's that's my yeah. prediction. I'm waiting for Fez. What's what's that actor doing now anyway? <laughs> I just heard him on. I just heard about him on the radio. So with well, my job, I, I here, know MTV hasn't had Yo Mom in a while, so I'm no, he's not hosting Yo Mama. No, or or punked. Um, I have a job where I one day a week I have to wake up early and I drive to Indianapolis, and I listen to the radio just because. Um, there's nothing else to do. And they actually interviewed Wilmer Valderrama and apparently he bought the Vista Cruiser at the end of the filming of that 70s show for $500 and he still has it and he still drives it to this day. And he said he was going to pass it down to his kids. Uh, so I don't know what he's doing, but he, he owns the Vista Cruiser from that 70s show and he bought it for only 500 bones. He's under strict embargo to record episodes of WandaVision. I think that's going to do it for episode one. Do you have anything else you want to add, Ryan? 
Uh, no, feel free to, if you like this and you want to listen to more, stay tuned every week. Uh, also, uh, check us out on Twitter. You can find me at, at the real Slim Jim. Dennis, where can they find you? I am at RGN Dennis. And check out the other podcast that Dennis and Daniel have going on, which is Dan's Dabble and Babble. And you can follow that show at Babylon Dan on Twitter. Stay tuned. Follow up in a couple days and we'll have episode two talking about um, haven't come up with a wedding name for that one yet, but stay tuned. We got time. <laughs> <laughs>